Whether it's ourselves or someone else, we all know someone who waits for a good sale or just found a good sale and is happy to talk about it. So now that we're entering 2024, the question is, what is a sale? Businesses and consumers have both kind of engaged in what I'm going to call a sales spiral. So as some food for thought for you, we're going to take a deep dive into the sales spiral. Before we start to unravel it away, though, let's have a fresh look at the December 2023 Survey of Consumer Expectations. In short, both reported and expected household spending growth is on the decline. The median increase in monthly household spending compared to a year ago declined to 5% in December 2023 from 5.5% in August and then 7.1% in December 2022, but remained well above its pre-pandemic level of 2.5% in December of 2019. The decrease is most pronounced for three different groups of respondents. One, respondents above age 60, respondents with annual household income less than 50k, and those with, at most, a high school degree. I'll put the link to this in the description if you want to check this out in all of its glory. But for now, let's turn our attention to the big S word, sale. What is a sale and how do sales promotions work and what's the psychology behind them? There's an expected problem with sales. It's something that I've talked about a lot with clients and with businesses that I've been employed by and just other people that I'm talking about good deals with. There's a reasonable rationale that running sales could create inflated consumer expectations where businesses may need to start artificially inflating prices and then running bigger sales more frequently to get consumers to finally make that purchase. If you think about it, you've probably heard someone say, oh, I'm going to wait until that goes on sale or I'm going to wait until Black Friday to make this next big purchase I want to make. And alternatively, if you're thinking about, you know, maybe a course purchase, something that you saw online. If you look at it right now and see that there isn't currently a sale, unless there's another motivation for you to need that item urgently, you might wait for that promotional sales email to come along and hit your inbox or something to come along in the mail, or just keep it saved in your shopping cart until you see this is now 20, 30, 40% off its price. But I recently heard something from Kathy Schwab that sent me down the rabbit hole, and that was a case study involving JCPenney and the idea of possibly doing away with the sales spiral. So we're going to step back in time a little bit to 2012. Back in 2012, JCPenney, under the leadership of Ron Johnson, decided to flip the script on retail. Johnson was the brains behind Apple's retail strategy in the 2000s. When he joined JCPenney in 2011, he had a vision to reinvent the shopping experience. And a main goal there was to attempt to break free of the sales cycle of constant promotions and discounts. And thinking back to our earlier question posed in this video, that rationale of, you know, what exactly is the essence of a sale? There's holiday promotions where Halloween's coming up and that's on sale. And then the next thing you know, Thanksgiving items are on sale. And then there's a Black Friday sale. And then there's a Christmas sale. And we just got off the tales of Martin Luther King weekend, which there were sales for that too. And it's not just an MLK day sale. It's an MLK weekend sale. And we see that type of consistency. And these patterns just seem ubiquitous across businesses where you can't escape a sale, where it just seems like there's always one sale chasing another. So in the early 2010s, Ron Johnson's approach for JCPenney was to just offer real and honest prices. Let's do away with perpetual promotions and sales cycles. And let's become the favorite store for everyone, for all Americans, rich and poor, young and old. And one thing in particular that Johnson really wanted to tackle was the artificial pricing problem. These fake prices, as he called them, are what happens when a store constantly has things on promotions and thus the tag price, the original price, is higher than it should be. 
The logic was, rather than people waiting for the sweater that could cost $50 being on sale for maybe $25 for some type of promotional sale, if someone wanted that sweater and it was just $25 all the time, they would get that sweater when they wanted it without having to wait for the sale. At the time of this strategizing, 72% of JCPenney's revenue came from products that were at a discount of 50% or more. So they took this data and tried to reprice all of their product SKUs to something that was closer to the promotional price most often sold at. So for example, a t-shirt that was originally priced at $14, but typically sold closer to $6 after promotional pricing, would then have its price corrected to $7. There was a secondary problem that this strategy also aimed to solve. In 2011, JCPenney ran 590 different promotions, but the average customer only visited a JCPenney store four times, which means that JCPenney was ignored 99% of the time. This would also allow, in 2012, JCPenney to get their marketing budget below $1 billion annually. So why didn't the everyday low prices strategy work for JCPenney? Well, I'll link to a full Forbes write-up from 2017 on exactly what happened with Ron Johnson's plan, but in short, it left a lot of brand confusion. The old strategy of coupon sales used to be really popular. People would be excited that they got a good deal. They would talk about it. They would look forward to getting the catalogs in the mail, the postcards in the mail, the emails, all of those different promotions. They looked forward to it. I'm sure if you're watching this from America, you know at least one person that says it's a family tradition for them to go Black Friday shopping, not just because of the deals themselves, but for the fun, the tradition of going out and hunting for a good deal and coming home afterwards knowing you saved a lot of money on things you were going to buy eventually anyway. So for JCPenney, who may have built a audience, a fan base even, around shoppers that like to look at the coupons in the magazine, the weekly flyers, or in their email inbox, those people that were always eagerly waiting for the next big sale now no longer had a sale to look forward to, even though the everyday price would have matched what they, in theory, would have paid if the regular promotion strategy was still in place. It wasn't perceived that way by the consumer. And then to add an extra layer to that, there's no hype deal. There's no hey girl, you'll never just guess what I just got. Look how cute this is. It was only $12. It was originally $50. And now that friend that you just spoke to wants to go and do some shopping themselves. So even though Ron Johnson thought, hey, I am reducing JCPenney's marketing budget. We're going to get it under $1 billion annually. They did something that kicked out one of the most important legs of your marketing that you could have, which is your word of mouth, your social word of mouth, the buzz, the hype, the shareability, the virality whether that's online or it's in communication, about the great experience I just had shopping with your business. And JCPenney's failure isn't to say that the strategy doesn't work or can't be effective in certain types of business or with certain types of consumers. Ron Johnson came over from Apple where the strategy worked extremely well. But with Apple, the audience is already hype about the specific product and they want it. It's not such a question of shopping for a deal, but rather going and getting a product once it's launched or as a gift for somebody for a specific holiday or event, or because it's time just to upgrade your iPhone. The hype for Apple shoppers isn't the idea of getting a good deal. It's just getting the product that they already know enough about and are ready to buy. After all, it's an iPhone, not a smartphone. It's an iPad, not a tablet. And it's AirPods, not earbuds or headphones. Because JCPenney is a department store that carries many brands, many brands of which are also available from other retailers, the idea of having hype just over the product itself being on the shelves and at the regular tag price isn't enough hype to create that customer experience where you want to come in and talk about it and share with all your friends. Now let's zoom out from JCPenney and Apple and talk about more generally sales. How important are they going to be in the 2024 economy for consumers and for businesses? Probably everybody watching this is a consumer unless you've never bought anything a day in your life. 
But a lot of you are also business owners. And even if you're not, you might just be interested in just market trends. So as a top level takeaway, we know that people love feeling like they've gotten a good deal. We also know that people will talk to other people about the good deals that they got, which is free marketing for wherever they got that deal from. You know, in this day and age, this could be more than just calling up a friend or sending them a message saying, hey, I just got this thing. They could be making TikTok videos or YouTube shorts that are getting hundreds and hundreds, thousands and thousands of views, all talking about this, all talking about a store or a service, a company or a brand that had this great deal. Three, price comparisons are the norm now. Say, for example, you want to buy a new pair of headphones and you already know which ones you want. If you look up that product online, you're likely to find a bunch of blogs and review sites, as well as even a merchant listing itself that will give you a price comparison table. And as long as other perks are all in place, like shipping standards and return policy, you're likely to lean towards the option that's the best deal. And we see that major retailers like Target, like Walmart, like Best Buy offer price matches to make sure that if you want to come shop at their store, they'll match a current promotional price happening at a competitor store. So the accessibility of price comparisons is not something that's new, but it's not something that's going away and more and more people are exposed to price comparison shopping while they're looking for specific products. So whether you're a consumer or a business or both, keep that in mind. Fourth, reported and expected changes in consumer spending are another sign that people are going to continue to try to shop on a budget and look for good deals. And not only are people going to look for a promotion before they buy something that they've been wanting to buy anyway, but they might be looking for something more substantial than a 5 or 10% discount. They might think 20% is a good deal, or maybe they want 30%. Maybe they want 40%. It's not unusual to wait for something to go half off before making that purchase decision for many consumers. And because companies can collect so much data on us, it's easier and easier for them to offer tailored recommendations in a timely manner when they already know that we're searching and looking and thinking about making a purchase. So companies don't even need to keep something at an everyday low price or run a very long promotion, they can target specific consumers when they're interested in buying with a limited time, fear of missing out type of promotion to offer a specific 50% off, 40% off, whatever the sweet deal might be. And ultimately, it's up to you to decide whether or not you think a deal is too good to be true or worth taking the bite at the apple for. And if you run a brand, if you own a business, if you sell services or products, I want you to go into 2024 without having a fear of running a sale. If you're sitting there thinking, well, if I offer a sale once, I'm always going to have to offer a sale. That might be true, but maybe the solution isn't just avoiding sales altogether, but rather diving in and embracing the cat and mouse game that sales seems to have become. Because when one person who can really benefit from your product or services feels like they got a great deal on the thing that you offer, they'll be that much more likely to talk about it and create that hype and buzz to help you grow your brand and your business. That's all for our marketing food for thought. If you have had this debate in your head about the sales, whether from the perspective of a business owner or a consumer, drop it in the comments. I mean, we're about to approach Valentine's Day here in the United States, and the candy for it, the gifts for it, have been out since Christmas time. So if you're in a different country and this isn't the same as it seems to be the way I'm describing it in America, I'd also love to hear your perspective. Over here, we have a sale and a holiday all the time. You can't escape it, so you might as well embrace it. But if you like content like this, if it inspires you, if you learned something from it, if you got your brain going, I'd love for you to like this video. It really helps me out. And you could subscribe for more if you want to see more in the future. And if you're so inclined, share it with a friend. My goal is to talk about fun and interesting things that at the same time can help brands grow. Thanks for tuning in and see you next time. 